Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome along to another episode of the French Rugby Podcast with me, Tim Groves, ex-Scotland international Johnny Beattie and former France international Benjamin Kayser. It's a show with a bit of a difference today because we'll be back with you again very soon for another episode that will feature all things top 14, European rugby, but we're going to wind the clock back a little bit today and we've got an absolute legend of French rugby on the show for you. So we'll get him on very shortly, but first of all, how have you guys been? What have you been up to? So I was commentating for the French for French TV Exeter Toulouse the semi final of Champions Cup. Stunning game, um, incredible weather. Uh, the sun was out. Exeter is a beautiful city. It is absolutely chucking it down where I am now. Uh, the, the, in, in French, they have, but you guys, I think you've got the same expression: buckets of water. That's why I realize why England is so is so green. It doesn't rain. It it, it really feels like somebody's like broken a swimming pool somewhere and it just chucks it down. Um, but at the weekend in Exeter, the sun was out. Um, two fantastic teams that sort of looked like pretty, pretty similar to, to one another. But the most bizarre um, commentating experience for me, because there was no crowd, obviously. And, and, and for the first five minutes in the earphones, we didn't have that, you know, that crowd noise the thing. So for the first five minutes, we were literally like on the, on, like the boys on, on, on the pitch. And, and it was super bizarre, like on kickoff. You can't hear a thing. Obviously, the, the guys that are outside the, tw- the 23 will make some noise when there's a good tackle, a try, a penalty, something. But while the game is playing, there's absolutely nothing. It, it just doesn't seem completely normal to me <laughs> and it makes it even more weird. Uh, but again, like, oh, Johan Nugier summed it up really well in French press. He said, the guy, you know, you get a star, obviously, in France. Do you guys do that in England? Yeah, you do it for Leicester yeah. as well. Uh, the, the star will not say COVID under it. It will just be a star, and now you know COVID. Hopefully, will be just um, the, the parallel with with those that European campaign will will not uh, you know last for a lifetime. But um, but but a crazy game, uh, well deserved victory, and I think we can speak about again how brave and smart hookers are because Luko and Dicky playing that that penalty five minutes out just before halftime. I think I saw Baxter from the corner of my eye who was ready to go and punch him. I think. But but then they scored, so that just that sums up that 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 motivation and the belief within the Exeter side that I believe is going to be absolutely key for the final. Uh, they backed themselves four hundred percent. We might touch a little bit on the European final later on because there's some big news coming out of wrestling uh, recently. But Johnny, what have you been up to? Uh, so I was meant to be there with you, Benji, but for BBC Radio, but obviously cannot travel now because of quarantine. So watched it from the couch. Um, was really impressed again with. Exeter thought they're phenomenal. I think Baxter probably backs Cowan Dickey in that situation. Now he knows how good they are from five metres out. They're almost unstoppable. Um, Toulouse didn't look like they'd maybe done their homework and couldn't stop them once they got into that red zone, but then not many teams can. Um, apart from that, what else have I been doing? I was at the opening of the 2023 World Cup train in Dax uh, on Tuesday, which was good fun. It's where I bumped into our guest who's coming on to talk to us shortly. Um, but that's been actually quite quiet. Kids are now back at school, which is great. Um, and enjoying some downtime as it starts to bucket now in the south of France as well. Well, you mentioned hanging out with our guest the other day, Johnny. So uh, we'll get him on now. And for the first Frenchman we've ever had on the podcast, uh, we've probably got beg your the best one ever. Beg, beg your pardon. <laughs> 
You're a host, you're a host, Benji, you don't count. Uh, for, the, for the first French guest we've had on the podcast, we've uh, possibly got the best one ever. One of the greatest France internationals, one of the best centres ever to play the game, Philippe Seller joins us. How are you? Very good, and um, we prepare one game for this weekend with the uh, with club. In fact, not me, but uh, the, the coach, the manager, prepare the, the game. And uh, well, we, we want to see one team uh, playing the greatest rugby, but uh, not sure to win, but uh, <laughs> because we play against uh, uh, Clermont away. <laughs> <laughs> it will be very tough. A pissed off, a pissed yeah. off Clermont team away for sure. Can you set the scene for us, Philippe? I mean, you're heading to Clermont this week, but obviously in your role of director of rugby, how hard has the start of the season been for Agen? Taking into factor, you know, financially with COVID, everything that's happening and sporting-wise as well, last year wasn't the greatest year for Agen. So how hard has the start of the season been for you guys this season? Yeah, we got a few problems in uh, preparation of the, the season. For example, um, there were not a lot of um, players infected by, by the, the COVID, but we got a few. And uh, we lost a few weeks to prepare collectively the, the, the season. But uh, we, we, we have a lot of hopes. Uh, we have uh, one team uh, quite young, but uh, we, um, there were a few moves like every year on the club. We got few players with more experience this year. We have one team, one club with less money than another one. And we have to play the best rugby. We have always to find another one players, young players on the club. We have one good academy. We, we finished on the last three years, uh, first first and second uh, for, for, for the academy is uh, something uh, very, very good. But every year we play to try to be a French champion. But for us to win our title is to finish 12. <laughs> <laughs> if we are 12, we are French champion. And uh, two, three, three years ago, we finished... 11 and we consider the club European champion. (laughs) 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 Last year we were 13 uh, when the championship finished because uh, with the COVID and the Stade Francais was just uh, behind us because they didn't start well the the season. But for us really uh, if the season could have been to be uh, to to go to the end, or, you know, it could have been uh, very difficult to stay in, in this position. Uh, it was uh, something good for us. Sorry about that, but, uh, <laughs> um, but I know the the end of the season with all the game we had to play to have been very very hard for 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 the club. But just just to set the scene, people think of top fourteen as racing Montpellier, Stade Francais, Toulouse, Clermont, like clubs chucking it down with cash. All right, listen, Agen is not like that. Agen has got to build a good, decent budget with young, talented players who are very proud of where they are. So it's really important that, that, that the, sort of the British public understands that that's the reality of French rugby. It's not just, you know, it's some crazy open checkbooks chucking it down for Kurt Nebil and all those guys. There's also teams who try to build with small budgets, talented players, grassroots sort of rugby, and they do. But on the other side, when COVID hits, and that's, when I, that's more going to be my question for Philippe, they were the only club who announced that apparently there was going to be zero uh, salary reductions and pay cuts. Yep. And because, and the only one, so all the other clubs were trembling and all the players were like, no, this is a disgrace and this and that. The Ajan president came out and said, listen, we don't overpay guys. We know that, yeah, sometimes we can go to second division and we'll come back up. And like Philippe said very humbly, they, if they finish 12th or 11th, they're European champions, you know? That's the type of team that sort of knows its place and know their role. But bloody hell, they can play some good rugby as well. And, and the good side to that is that they don't take too, man, too much financial risk with their players and with the whole club. And so when something extraordinary like COVID and the pandemic happens, then actually the flip and good side is that they said, no, listen, we pay what we have. We don't invent money. We don't invent a budget. And so actually they said no, no cuts. Yeah, but that is, um, for, for us, uh, we lost less money than another clubs. 
uh, we lost more, more money. But uh, with a club with a higher financial salary, it's more more difficult. Uh, and uh, as well, the the, the partner uh, and the sponsor keep uh, the 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 contract with with, with the club. Of course, uh, there were a few ones stopped, but the club and uh, discover another one uh, as well. And uh, it, it was uh, for the sponsor. The, the we, we got uh, approximately the, the same uh, the, the same money for for this season. The club could do that is uh, to keep the same salary for each player, and uh, all the players were um, really um, happy to 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 go to this uh, this decision by the, the president. And just before we move on to your playing career, Philippe, we should probably mention that you are obviously Mr. Agen. So just tell us briefly kind of what your role involves on a day to day. How much do you work with the first team? How much do you work with the, the young players? Uh, my, my role in the in the club uh, changed a little bit. I, I was uh, the manager for out of the pitch, yeah? and uh, all all uh, is uh, one role like uh, I don't know the, the term in English is a coordinator sportif, huh? and and uh, a coordinator sportif is uh, to have one link between the team and the players with inside on the on the club for the different uh, action uh, on. Mission uh, you, you can have, and as well the link with outside uh, the, the different company, or for example, for different events uh, we have with the uh, with the uh, city, with, with uh, department, uh, the different public relation is uh, to organize as well, and uh, all the pre-season camp or match, uh, friendly game, uh, and uh, the budget as well of the. All the, um, the 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 season for for the the when we move uh, when we play away we I change a, a little bit uh, this, this year we create uh, I don't know the term in English we create uh, one fund de dotation is a uh, something trust fund well tr- trust fund is uh, to um, something to help uh, the, the the academy uh, inside the club to to help the the young player. But as well to help uh, uh, different uh, ch- charity as well around uh, Agen, and uh, to think about uh, how to live better in the in uh, in one city, in one club, uh, in the world as well. Still, uh, I am a president of the academy, uh, and for that I, I keep the, the relation between. The manager, professional uh, Christophe Losuc, and uh, the manager of the academy and the uh, espoir team is uh, Julien Guillard. But we were, uh, we are in one smaller uh, city with uh, 36,000 uh, people. We have uh, with a with a city around we have 80,000 uh, people. The department. It's uh, 350,000 people. It's uh, less than Bordeaux and Toulouse. <laughs> it's different uh, than a, a big uh, city. And we have to work with, uh, with this. Philippe, you mentioned that uh, Agen is a small place and it's difficult to compete with some of the other sides. But going back to your playing career, it wasn't always like that, was it? Because when you started off, you came into the first team and you won the French title. So how was it back then? Talk to us about the old times. And, and, and also, for people that are listening that may be a bit younger, what was it like in those days? Because obviously the sport was amateur. Was it, was it cigarette smoking in the changing room at halftime? Or was it more professional than people think? No, but the, the difference uh, in the past, uh, the rugby was amateur. And with a rugby amateur, all the clubs... All the clubs uh, was uh, approximately with uh, the same budget, and uh, the, the money was uh, not uh, s- something to, to have uh, uh, the players and to move the players uh, because the players uh, there were a few el- uh, helps, uh, but each player had to work in uh, one job. I, I was a PE teacher in, uh, when I started, and I worked uh, for the national uh, education. After I worked for one company uh, called Lee Cooper, 
uh, like a public relation and after I create my company. Uh, I, I, there were the different uh, time and uh, you play rugby for your pleasure, but your pleasure, it was as well in uh, the club when it was amateur. You had to win. <laughs> and now we are professional. It's a job. I think I think I should I should have mentioned this from the start. Th this guy is probably th the most humble um, ex uh, absolute world superstar you will ever meet. Okay, so it's 111 French caps. I only I think there's only Fabien Pelouse who basically um, beat him in in the French caps in the history of this sport. Uh, when he says he created his own company, he created a huge communication company that was pioneer. Uh, basically in France and Europe in all the corporate events that you could have around rugby. Even you said he was playing for Agen. Yes, they won the, the premiership and he was definitely the best center in the world at that time and the youngest. So he's trying to sum up things by making them very, very fluid and easy and small. It was absolutely ginormous what he did at the time and what he's done, his whole thing. And then speaking about Pioneer, because it's something that I, a question I always wanted to ask him, he was I think probably one of the first Frenchmen to play in the Premiership, uh, going to the Saris. And I wanted to know at that time, how does this happen? Is it an agent? Is it around a bar that you speak to somebody and you go? The, the Saris um, adventure was uh, something uh, just magnificent. And uh, why I, I play uh, for, for in England, uh, in the North London? Why? Uh, it's because um, I met uh, somebody a uh, few, few years earlier. Uh, on, with my company, Cela uh, Communication, uh, and I met uh, in Paris Simon Guillaume. <laughs> and, and, and Simon Guillaume is uh, uh, today uh, president of uh, the Brive Rugby. And Simon Guillaume told me that if I could go to Dutchworth, one uh, North London uh, small town, to go to see uh, one team uh, because uh, his brother was uh, the president of the club. And uh, his brother is lawyer, president. Uh, and I said, uh, yes, of course, uh, you are my friend. Uh, you, you, we are, um, we work to, together uh, for a few things. And uh, it's normal uh, to, to try to, to help uh, one uh, small club. And uh, well, I, I don't speak very well English, but, or I speak bad English, but uh, at, the, at this moment, I don't speak any, any word in, in English. And uh, we spent one, uh, one day there. Uh, I, I did one training session with them. We spoke uh, after, and um, I spoke with a newspaper, uh, with a TV. Two weeks later, um, Nigel Ray called me. And uh, I met uh, Nigel Ray uh, in London. The, the first uh, meeting was uh, one, one nice meeting. And uh, I discovered one, uh, one guy superb. And uh, today I have uh, always a um, relation as well, communication uh, with him, with uh, his family. And um, for that it was the first link with uh, Saracens. I got uh, another contact with uh, Wasps, with uh, Richmond as well, uh, a week later. But uh, with Nigel, there were one special um, relation for the first relation. And I, I kept my first meeting with, uh, for this move, or supposed move. <laughs> it, it, uh, my first meeting was uh, the good meeting, in fact. And... Uh, I decided to, to go because um, I played always in the same club in France, uh, in Agen. And uh, at the end of the career, uh, I was uh, more than 30. I thought uh, it was one opportunity to try to speak more English, better English, but that uh, it was not uh, something I reached uh, exactly. But uh, as well to discover uh, rugby in another country, uh, another people, and it was uh, fabulous because uh, I discovered uh, one club uh, and with, uh, I, I think it's about um, uh, Kieran Bracken uh, and another players uh, like uh, Francois Piana as well, um, Michael Lina. There, there were players from around the world. Uh, imagine one French who didn't, uh, didn't speak uh, uh, English and uh, it, it was uh, quite uh, quite hard. And with my friend uh, 
Kieran Bracken uh, because I, I drove him a lot uh, between the city, London city to uh, the North London. And we tried to, to, to speak uh, English for me and French for him. Where is the singe? Where is the monkey? The monkey is on the street. I said, okay, okay. Where is the singe? The singe is down there. Where is Brian? Brian is in the kitchen. kitchen. <laughs> but it was um, very good memories about uh, that and another one, of course. What is the story? Why Sarah Saint uh, is a link with uh, somebody I met uh, with my job. And uh, after I spent one year and one more and uh, Nigeria would like I stayed one, uh, third, uh, one more year, but I was uh, 36 years old and said, um, I, I wouldn't like to finish with one injury because uh, it's uh, something harder. It's better when we come to stop when we decide. You know? And uh, I finished, in fact, uh, because the first year was uh, quite difficult. When we finished sixth on the, on the table, uh, with a series and the second year at the end we were first and uh, there were one more game to be played and uh, the game was uh, Harlequins against uh, Newcastle and Newcastle uh, was second on the table. They won and uh, Newcastle with uh, one great player, 18 year old. I was uh, 36, uh, two players to for one. Uh, it was Johnny Wilkinson was playing number 10 on, the, on this team, the fabulous Johnny Wilkinson. And uh, a week later, uh, we won the, the cup against Wasp. So we won the, the cup. It was the first, um, first division title for, for Saris. I, I like to, to speak about that because uh, it's another story. And for my family, it was fabulous as well. Uh, my, my son, uh, when he was uh, three to five years old when we were there, and uh, he was speaking in French, he, he said, Je veux pas parler anglais avec l'accent, <laughs> with uh, an accent. Je veux pas parler anglais. Today, he's the best Englishman uh, speaker on the family. He speaks very, very well, and uh, he came back for Sarah Sands uh, on the academy when he was young. Before he, he stayed uh, one year in South Africa, uh, he would like to discover uh, the world uh, as well because he was a young rugby player. And with that, uh, he, he, has, he got one bachelor, one uh, international bachelor. Uh, rugby is fun for that as well because uh, for my family, for the kids, they would like to discover as well the, the, the world. And Philippe, you mentioned um, you won a trophy there and, and you did well during your, your time there in the second year and some of the players that you played with other global superstars. So you were part of the start of the Saracens journey that has led to them winning European Cups and Premiership titles. But you've seen this season with Nigel Ray, who is obviously a friend of yours. It's been a, a sad time for him this year and it's been difficult and he's had to step, step away from the club. They've had lots of problems with the salary cap. You want to ask, you want to ask Philippe now that you heard it on the positive. They already dodged salary did, cap 20 did, years ago. Did, so, did, is that what you want to do? Did Nigel Ray buy you a house? <laughs> <laughs> what do you make of it, Philippe, from the outside? When you look at Saracens now, it, it's been a sad, sad year for them, hasn't it? Yeah, um, Saracens... Uh, mean uh, something international for, for me uh, because uh, it was a totally different uh, agent, 35,000 people, London, million and million people. <laughs> and um, uh, I am sad to today because I, I know Nigeria is a one great person, uh, somebody I have a lot, a lot respect to, for him. He gave and uh, he, he made a lot, a lot for, for rugby. For one club, he loves and he loves always this club. Saracent, he was his club. Uh, he, he would like to, uh, to support uh, always in, in life. Huh? He was uh, supporting when he, when he was young. And um, today uh, we, we speak about the, the salary cap, eh? the, the problem with the salary cap. A few years, years ago, there, there were no salary cap and uh, nobody spoke about uh, the money or the, the different thing. And he created one club to play uh, on the best. In, in fact, uh, with a salary cap, I think 
he thought uh, it was the same thing uh, to help the players as well. And uh, he, he tried to, to give uh, for the players a shareholder. And a shareholder, it can be uh, big money or it can be zero money. It can be the, the both. And uh, for him, it was the same thing to prepare the player for the post rugby. And uh, I know him and uh, I am very sad because uh, for, for the club and for him because he, give, he gave a lot for, for, for the club, All, a lot for his person. He was always with the families uh, when there, there was the, the club. And after the, the game, when we could have one dinner, when we play away with the family, with the wife, with everybody, he, he, he can offer one, one uh, night with, with, with the dinner. That is the spirit of uh, Nigeria. And uh, if he could see people happy, he was happy. I think you can... Um, I have a, a small emotion as well when I speak about uh, his men and uh, the, the family. Uh, because he, he did... We made a, a, a lot of things for, for this cl- for Saracen's club, for his club. And uh, for me... Uh, he didn't do one mistake on his mind. For me, he's a, one, he's a, a superb man uh, and a, a superb manager as well. The Saracens, my, my son, went to the academy a few years after, um, after I was playing there. And he told me a few things. It was just marvelous to say the, the, the spirit uh, they, they can have uh, each other. A lot of message uh, that, that he gave me, it was like I discovered years earlier, but stronger. You touched as well on, on a couple of players that you played with. You mentioned um, Michael Lina and Francois Pinar. What was it like arriving at a club at the start of professional rugby and playing with those guys at Saracens? I, I played with a legend player and uh, for me, um, I, I knew that uh, uh, Michael Lina signed uh, b- before I signed to Saracens. Eh? I-, I knew that. But uh, there is uh, something you want to share uh, on the pitch. Uh, you-, you rugby as well with a player like them and like him. And Francois, player, uh, Francois Piana arrived just, just uh, quite later. He arrived uh, six uh, or five months later. He's a, he's a man... Uh, is impressive, no? and to have a share time with them, it was uh, easy. It was um, too quick because uh, if I could uh, again uh, spend the time, it, it could uh, be, be fine. But with this player today, like in Agen, it was. It's uh, um, if they want to come in Agen, they know that they can call me. They are invited. They can uh, stay at home, no problem. But I know as well, if I go to Australia, to Italy, with uh, because uh, or to London or South Africa, Michael is uh, in, in in London, is in Italy, he can be in Australia. <laughs> I, I will be invited. It was fantastic to have uh, the different players around the world. It was just uh, like what, like a, a big family and. and uh, for that, uh, I, I said he's a one special club and uh, the result is the consequences. The way you describe that culture at Saracens when you were there, Philippe, it's obvious that you were at the start of what, what they've become now because that's what everyone says who's been at Saracens, whether they've been there for a year or three years or 10 years. They all say that the culture there is something special. So it's obvious that you were a part of that right at the start. But we should probably talk a lot about your international career because <laughs> we spent a lot of time talking about club rugby for, for a man who's won 111 caps and has had some incredible moments. And I think, Benji, would probably want to ask you about you know, the try from the end of the world in, in Auckland in 1994 and also, the, Benji, in the 95 World Cup, you wanted to ask Philippe about? Let's start with a sad one. 1995 semi-final against Africa, Abdelatif Benazi. Is it a try? Is it not a try under torrential rain? I think it's the English weather that makes me remind me of this game. But I, I, I was born in that generation of the question, you know, is it try? Is it not try? Should have? No, no. But, but that's the time where he was absolutely killing it. And then my second question is more because 
Philippe will not tell you, but he, he, he did a tremendously good job as a team manager from the under 20s. And I want to know where, if you compare 1994, I think it's 1994, I think the, the try in Oakland from 100 meters when they, when they win there. If that's the question I get asked all the time, where is the French flair? Um, 1995, um, not sure the, the try was uh, <laughs> called. Uh, I was just be, uh, behind uh, Abdel Benazi, trying to push him, push him. I, uh, I am sure uh, he was uh, behind the, the line, but I don't know if he scored. Uh, and Abdel said I scored, uh, but uh, I, I don't know. Uh, because I was behind him, I, I, couldn't, uh, I could not see uh, the, the ball because uh, Abdel is a very, he has a, he's large, no? he's big, <laughs> guy, but, uh, and the ball is very small. <laughs> but uh, the, the end of the game was difficult for, for the Springbok. Uh, we were often uh, on the 22, or I, I remember as well. Um, uh, one 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 move or the uh, one scrum the ball was uh, played by with, with uh, number nine he ran with the ball and he scored uh, one one try as well but uh, the ball maybe I didn't see and I didn't watch again uh, the, the game eh? never and we were lucky to play one game just a few days later because we were always thinking about the semi-final about a few moves, about a few minutes on, on the game. And because uh, we have uh, to play the third game, uh, the, the, place, uh, the first place of the championship against England, and uh, because we won the, this game, is uh, like a soulagement. Eh? Is, uh, we can come back at home with the job made. You know? And uh, because of this game, it was very close. And uh, for me, is a past. Yeah? For few players, maybe for the manager, for they think uh, something wrong on the World Cup, like uh, wrong on the World Cup, or they think something uh, too hard, or they, they are still thinking there were mistakes on, on this game. And um, for me, it's different. I spent two, three years of uh, two, three days, sorry, very difficult, really. I could not sleep, and uh, not because uh, I would like to do, go to the club to dance, no. But because uh, I was uh, thinking about the try, try, not try, uh, and uh, the, the different point of the game and the defeat. And uh, after the, uh, the third place against England, it was uh, the, the different. And uh, after the third game, we spent one night with an uh, English player. During the Five Nations, we, we spent one, one moment uh, as well. We started, in fact, to have more relationship. And uh, after this game, we, we spent uh, again one, one, one time two together. And I remember the two hookers, they were speaking at uh, just uh, <laughs> five centimeters, uh, Gonzalez and, um, and the fabulous uh, number two hooker uh, from England. Uh, um, Brian Moore, no? Brian Moore, yeah. Two crazy guys. Two completely <laughs> absolute nutters. <laughs> but he didn't speak a lot French. And uh, Jean-Michel Gonzalez didn't speak a lot uh, English. <laughs> but they spent two hours speaking with a few beers and, uh, at uh, five centimeters. It was one image is fabulous. And that, we speak about... Uh, all the, the games uh, between uh, France and, uh, and England, where they said, well, it was hard enough. And uh, this night was totally the opposite of the, the, the game we, we could have played. <laughs> and as well, you spoke of the, 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 the French Where is flair. French flair? Where is yeah. French flair? That's my question. In fact, the French flair is uh, each one, when he come into the pitch, you have to have uh, the organization. And after... You have uh, one organization when uh, the, the ball is played on the second move, maybe in a third move. But uh, this try, 95, uh, 94, sorry, in New Zealand, is uh, one try that we, we want to, to, to see because it's just rugby. If you want to play, you can do. If 
all the players want to play this rugby. But of course, uh, you have to, to, to have uh, one finesse on the top. And as well, you have to know what you can do. If you play every, uh, from uh, all, the, all of the, the plays on the pitch, if you play always, always, and uh, you are uh, very tired after 30 minutes, and you cannot uh, analyze, you cannot uh, organize your brain, it will be very bad for the future and for the next minutes. You must know a lot your team, your players, your, your preparation, your fitness, uh, if you are fit enough if you are, or, or not, or to play one rugby with, with a lot of flair. For me, the flair is uh, something with as well organized. I think for everybody that watched the French national team during the 80s and 90s, French flair was what we saw, it's what got us going, it's what we loved watching with the French team. I think the organization that you're talking about has been lacking for a long time with the French team, but now that Fabien Galtier and his coaching team have come in, we saw glimmers of hope and some really positive rugby during the Six Nations. Do you think with Fabian and his coaching team now, we might see the return of a bit more flair rugby from the French national team? Oui, j'y crois. Uh, j'y crois parce que... En anglais. <laughs> en anglais. <laughs> yes, I believe. <laughs> I believe um, on, on that because um, when uh, the, the manager uh, believe on that, all the players can, can believe on that. Fabi uh, Fabien Galtier uh, is... Uh, well organized and uh, he, he give them all the strengths to know where to play the, the, the move okay? and to, to give the, the best to, to, to play the, the, the move. It looks that uh, the, the players are well organized on, on the pitch. If you, you want to have uh, the big confidence to believe on you, to believe on your teammate, all that is on the preparation. And if you arrive to share before the, the, the game, but the flair will be much better. If uh, there is a, you are afraid, is maybe not the, the term, but a little bit anxious, it's more difficult to play uh, with a flair. And Philippe, we've spoken a bit there about France on the field, and it looks like things are getting better with Fabien Galtier, Galtier Sean Edwards and the like. But off the field, we Benji and Johnny have spoken about it already and we'll be speaking about it more next week. The, the elections in French rugby are happening. Bernard Laporte and Mohad Altred have been taken into custody, they've been questioned. So just, if you can, give us an insight into what on earth is happening off the field in politics in French rugby at the moment. Is, uh, I, I read the newspaper, I watch the TV like a lot of people. Uh, but uh, we, we, we don't know. We just we we uh, we follow uh, what uh, happened, and uh, we are waiting to to, to know what uh, they, they will do in the future. Maybe there with nothing. Maybe uh, there with a few things. But uh, just uh, is is ne never good for for the image. Uh, in fact, but uh, it's not good now because we saw that. But uh, we just have to, to see at the end uh, what will, will happen. Today, c'est la présomption d'innocence. Uh, je ne sais pas comment on dit. Mais, yes, but, you're, 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 you're free man until proven guilty. Yeah, that is more important. Uh, and after, there will be one result. And we will see. Absolutely. And just last of all, Philippe, on a more positive note, we've spoken a lot about some of the amazing moments in your career. Do you have a, a, a favourite moment, a favourite game from your career? Uh, it's a harder question of the morning. <laughs> <laughs> I will give you two times uh, on the career, in fact, or three times. Uh, firstly, is uh, the first title uh, in 92. I was uh, 20 years old, my first season. I said, good, is fine, I can stop rugby. First year, <laughs> champion. <laughs> and it was uh, all the games before the final and the final and the big uh, nights and uh, after the, the title is uh, just magnifique. Uh, and as well, the week and the game against uh, 
uh, Australia in uh, 1987 on the first World Cup, the semi-final. The, f- the week before was very, very hard because we won but diffi- with difficulties against uh, Fiji before and uh, the, the game as well. And 10, 15 minutes after the game over, we were all the players with a few supporters, French supporters, uh, they came in Australia in the center of the pitch and we, we sang different uh, songs, uh, Basque song <laughs> with uh, Pascal Ondart and, uh, and other players. And uh, well, we spent 15 minutes. Wow, it was just uh, magnifique. And uh, New Zealand 1994, uh, you spoke about uh, the, the try, uh, Jean-Luc Sadorni uh, try. The, this try and uh, this game was uh, just magnifique because uh, it was um, uh, one game won and it was a second game won in New Zealand for this tour. That's not uh, happen often. Uh, and I, I think it was in Auckland, Eden Park. There was no national team they won since this game. <laughs> well, and... Uh, that is a is, um, uh, good good memories about uh, and uh, rugby for me is uh, something uh, I can say a big a big big one thanks uh, because uh, I, I met a lot of people today we can meet the different people and we can share the different uh, adventure uh, games or the, the different things and uh, we can discover countries. I tried to play to, to speak English as well a little bit. <laughs> Done well, Philippe, very well. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time, Philippe. And um, good luck with Agen for finishing 12th and, or, or 11th and winning, winning the European <laughs> Cup this year. World Cup. Merci beaucoup, Philippe. Merci, merci à vous tous. Eh? Superbe. Allez, ciao. À bientôt. Ciao. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Total legend. We didn't even get to ask him about 100 caps. I've just realized... 111. I know, the first but the thing about 200, isn't he? Exactly, ridiculous. And his generation as well. I think people forget they only played four games a year. There weren't summer tours. There weren't autumn tests. There was the Five Nations where you played four test matches, and that was it. Often, so the fact that he was the first guy to do it, he played for so long, and he was a freak. He was an absolute. When, freak. when did he ever? When did he say once anything about himself? Nothing. He's, he's talking about Michael Lineau, about Francois Pinard, about he's got 111 caps. You ask any British player at that time, he was by a mile the best center in the world. He was doing things that nobody ever has ever done. He thinks I've got more titles than him. What the hell is he talking about? 
I mean, look, he's, he's, like, he's, he's done and won everything. He was part of a French team that dominated European rugby in the Six Nations. If they didn't win it, then they would, they would basically be, be second or something. I never won the Six Nations or anything. And he's still trying to compare. He's just, and he, he's kind, he's relaxed, he's super open-minded. Uh, I'm telling you, if you push on him on Nigel Ray, he will shed a tear. That's really the type of guy that hey, he is. Close, eh? Yeah, he's, that's, that's, that's who he is. That's, that's what he loves for. I was fortunate enough to do a, a speaking gig with him before the Wales-France game, the last Six Nations that we won in the Millennium. I'm telling you, he was in tears after the game because he was just so happy about finally seeing the boys being relieved of the massive victory and that stadium is really precious. But then he was singing with all the Welsh. Oh, I love the Welsh. They're so nice. They're so <laughs> kind. They love to sing. They're just so kind. You know, he likes kindness, people, traveling. Like, like he's saying thank you to Ajahn. Ajahn, bend over. He's got a statue in the middle of the village. They're the ones saying thank you. He's saying thank you to rugby. He's, he's inspired, I don't know, millions of people to watch, play, love, and fall in love with rugby over the years. We should be saying thank you. You know, it's, it's, it's just that type of dudes. And you don't, you don't meet a lot of them, to be fair, like that. You meet a lot of guys that will explain to you how things should be done, explain to you how they would have done better. He, he's just a legend of a bloke. And he, um, I've only got admiration for him. And Benji, you asked him about the French flair and where it's gone and, and, and how he was renowned for flair and that team he played in, the tries they scored. We went through all that. But sometimes, I mean, people don't forget, but I suppose if, you, if you've only watched highlights or you, you haven't watched too much of him during his playing days, he was hard in defence, wasn't he? He was, he was hard as anything. He, he was one of the only centres. He was roughly 100Ks for one. He was like 98Ks or something like that. So he was the first solid sort of athlete that could play in the centre. To be totally honest, he could have played professional rugby now. Yeah. He, was, he is that good, that fit, that, that much of a freak. He was, already, he was ahead of and over in, than anybody else. But he had pace. And he had the flair. He was just incredible. I mean, look at his highlights when he's 20 and he wins the first title with Ajahn and he went straight to the French team. I was like, who is this freak? He was running through people, running around them and with class. He just had class. He had this thing where everything's fluid. He, makes th- he made things look easy and fluid and beautiful. And he was a tough, tough bugger. Don't get me wrong. He was way ahead of his time. There's also a really good story um, that came out of Ajahn. There's a boy called Luke Hamilton that played there. He was a Welsh kid. And I'm not, I'm not sure if you'd seen this story, but I thought I'd say it. it's just really short. But Luke Hamilton said, look, I, I saw Philippe as president came into change rooms before the game and he, he went to shake my hand or what I thought he was going to do was shake my hand. And he, he sort of brought me in closely, gestured, said, come you. And he headbutted him straight in the face. <laughs> and that's how he got Luke up for his first game. And actually, he, he nutted him straight in the face. So the old school is still there. He was an absolute specimen and a freak when he played but he still got it and that was it Luke said afterwards he just learned to keep, keep his head down around Philippe work hard and do well for the team it was all about the team but he's a legend he could have moved to to Paris to London to wherever just to build up his businesses and he's got he, and he's talking about Michael Lina you know being in Italy and Australia he could be precisely doing the same thing he decided to go back to Agen which is a tiny little place basically stuck between Dordogne and Toulouse and Bordeaux let's say but which is clearly, like he said, 35,000 people. They're in top 14. And he's, this, he's dedicated his life to that. And then he comes in the change room and he, he didn't headbutt to split in half. It was just like a motivational headbutt, if you know what I mean. <laughs> a, gentle, he's not that type. a gentle headbutt. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. A gen- like if it could be gentle. Here. <laughs> a gentle little headbutt. But that's, that's how committed and how much he, he cares and wants to give back to his club. Is, that's, that's him. Amazing to have Philippe on. And we will be coming back with another podcast very soon so we will discuss all things top 14 then but there is a bit of news coming out that we should probably just touch on which affects the top 14 it's affected the fixtures the weekend just gone it will also maybe affect the european cup final even if it isn't because it's going to be postponed it will certainly affect racing's preparations for it so it's been reported that they've had nine positive tests for coronavirus it's super hard to say for 10 months we need to be extremely thorough it's very easy to say in three weeks, we've got the first Champions Cup, well, not the first, the third Champions Cup final in the last five years uh, to play, and then they will go into lockdown. That, that's what I think will happen. And that's why they canceled the game against Laos. They don't care. Push as many top four teams as you want games in 2021. Listen, they've got one target. Um, they will lock everybody in. And it's easy to actually get them to commit to that. So I'm actually pretty very relaxed to the fact that they will just assess them every single day if needed, lock everybody in, get a 30-man squad maybe, and get them like to stay at home completely. 
or whatever, or to isolate in the training center. But I, I don't see it uh, being a problem for the final. But it's going to affect their preparation, isn't it? Because the, the final is on the 17th of October. I don't know how much preparation they're going to have. And, you know, I know Finn will come up with a magic ball or whatever, but it's going to affect the way that they train in the lead up to that final, isn't it? It is 100%. Um, ultimately, you, you need it to go ahead. That, that is the, the key point. Like we've already seen cast. They've been knocked out of their competition because of the rules. Like you, you could not have or it wouldn't sit well with a hollow victory and a cancellation of a final and Exeter walking away with the star on their jersey without having played the game. So firstly, you have to get the fixture played. Like, it didn't sit well with me what happened with Cast. Yes, you had to get the, the, the quarters and semis done to get to a final, but now at this final point, like, you need to see a game played. I mean, that's just fundamental. Each French team is doing as much as they can to get all their fixtures played. The Racing boys will be desperate to get this game to go ahead and they, they will want to win more than anything. And, and like Benji said, they will do everything as a club. It doesn't matter if they don't see their family now for two weeks, they will be gone. I, I think they, they just, you know, they lock down, get in a bubble together, make sure their preparation is right because this is the one chance they're going to get this year and then it's gone. So they get one shot at this and one bite of this cherry and it needs to be the spectacle, spectacle that everyone wants. Although there's not going to be a crowd there, it has to be the spectacle and, and the final that everyone's been waiting for. Thanks, Johnny. Thanks, Benji. A massive thank you to Philippe Sella. And thanks to all of you for listening and watching as well. We're on YouTube, on all good podcast platforms and get in touch with us on Twitter, Instagram as well. Drop us a question, a message, leave us a review and we'll be back with another episode very soon. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.